Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, and professional wrestling fan. It is Christmas week, yo. Hopefully, everyone is off of work, relaxing, getting ready for the holiday as you listen to this on launch day. I think Christmas is awesome, like most people, right? Not necessarily all about the gifts for me, but I just like the buildup. I like the time off of work. It is a crazy year for me. I am transitioning out of my role in a company and I am joining a new company and um, starting it up at the beginning of the year. So I am trying not to think too much about it. Obviously, there's some planning that goes into that, but I want to take these couple weeks in between the holiday and holidays and just sit back and relax and do kind of what I always do. And that is watch a lot of sports. This year is going to be consume myself with a bunch of sports cards and just do whatever I can to enjoy some much needed time off. So I just want to say, like, if you're out there and you're off of work and you're not going back for a while, don't think about work. Don't think about anything that's going to stress you out. Be relaxed. Enjoy the holiday because you've earned it. We've all earned it. It's been a hell of a freaking year. I will tell you that. It's been one of those years out there that we'll never forget, but let's just go. Let's enjoy it. Let's relax and enjoy some cards if we can. And that's what I'm doing. I will say it's been a monumental day for me as I, my family here as I record this episode. I had a lot of stuff to do, as we always do on Saturdays. Like, I'm talking about getting all the records and stuff I had from upstairs, downstairs. I'm talking about cleaning bathrooms. I'm talking about con- taking a- cleaning closets, um, just taking electronics to recycling, all this stuff. But most importantly, I took my wife to go get vaccinated. Yes, she is a healthcare worker, and she has been vaccinated. Um, and that is awesome. It is. I'm just so happy. It's been you know, she's been out there on the front lines and um, it's nice to know that she has the vaccine right now and um, just very, feel feeling very, very good about that. And if you are a healthcare worker out there and you're listening to Stacking Slabs, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for, for all of your work. Hopefully you're getting vaccinated soon. I do appreciate you and I know everyone else out there appreciates you. Everyone else in all the other industries that have been out there this entire year during these circumstances that we've all fit, all been facing. Um, just want to say thanks. Thank you to teachers. Thank you to everyone in the service industry. Thank you. Just thank you. I think I reflect and look back and I've been very fortunate. I work in technology. I do things like this, right? Talk on a podcast. I do marketing and um, I can do that from the friendly confines of my house. And I know that other people in other industries have different circumstances where they have to be out there um, during the thick of it. So um, that doesn't go unnoticed. And I just want to say, especially on Christmas week, um, where it's a time where we can all be giving a little gratitude, um, that that's what I want to do on this platform is just say thank you. I'm thinking back on just Christmas in general and 
to me, it's, I always just reflect back and kind of give a, a, a hat tip here to Jake's, a Jake 90s basketball cards, because a lot of my most memorable Christmases were in the 90s and involved basketball stuff in the 90s. I'm talking about like champion jerseys of rookies. That used to be my thing. Like, yo, yo, mom, I want a Jerry Stackhouse jersey this Christmas. Um, hey, mom, can uh, you make sure I, I get the purple version of the Larry Johnson jersey this year? Just mounds and mounds of champion jerseys along with Sega Genesis games, um, occasional cards here and there. But just anything to do with the athletes that I adored during that time, I wanted on Christmas time. And I am trying to recreate that this year by asking for some cards and ripping up some, ripping some wax and, and cheer me on, cheer me on. I'm hoping to get some cool cards and hits. I don't typically open a lot of wax, but I am actually today too. Cause when I dropped my wife to get vaccinated, I hit the target, hadn't been to a target in months. Just, I don't play the retail game. I don't want to do that. I don't have time for that, but I had a little time. I walked in the aisle and what did I see? I saw a couple blaster boxes at WWE tops finest. Hadn't ripped that yet. Got a couple of those, so I'm going to rip that after this recording. But I tend not to buy hobby boxes for myself. But you know what? My mom asked me what I want for Christmas, and I said I want some hobby boxes. <laughs> so I'm getting a 2019 Contenders hobby box. Hopefully, if I was if I was good this year, I think I've been good and uh, some other stuff. But I will share all those hits out with you, and hopefully, you're getting some cards uh, this Christmas. I think it's fun when you don't have to pay for them, right? And you get them as gifts, and so. Um, it's also fun to give too. So it may be if you've got a loved one out there who also collects cards, giving back is is a good thing to do. And I'll also say just a quick plug on the Hobby Hustle this week. I am bringing my brother Kyle back on to talk about his evolution in the hobby. Just like mine, he's had a hell of a time evolving. Um, you can check him out on Instagram at McGrath Cards. He just started a page, but he was the first Hobby Hustle guest and I wanted to bring him back on to share his experience. So that's a really fun conversation. And that's actually dropping on Christmas Day. So making sure you have a little stacking slabs content while you're out there um, eating some egg casserole, opening up some presents, uh, drinking some coffee, eating some bacon, doing your thing on Christmas morning. If you want to listen to some stacking slabs uh, on Christmas Day before NBA tips off, I'm your guy and I'm available and I'm here to serve you, the hobby community. Speaking of giving back, one thing that stuck out for me in my conversation with Rob Varis, and thank you for all the feedback on the Cardfather conversation, that to me is, I'm I'm just honored that I could sit down with a guy with, with that much experience, and he is just the nicest dude ever, right? So like, we've been trading emails, and just, I, I want to do more with him, and I want to figure that out, because I want to take his knowledge and um, share it out and and do more collaborations with him. You know his just success in the hobby and his grind is one of uh, one of if not the strongest and best I've seen. Um, and I just love how he has this connection with his son and he's going to pass down the business to his son and his son's the goat. He's already calling him the goat, um, Ryan. So that's super fun. But I think the one thing that stood out for me in the conversation was just giving back and and that's something I talk about a lot on my platform. But he views like the more you give back, the more people, the the more the pie is going to grow and the larger his piece of the pie is going to be. And I think that's a good mindset to have. That's the mindset I have when it comes to the hobby. And I think so many people um, come from a perspective of scarcity 
we just need to squash that. We need to not only look out for ourselves and our own personal interests, but we need to look out for the greater good in the hobby community. And trust me, I'm not a kumbaya motherfucker. I, I'm not. I'm not that type of guy. Um, I am I'm very balanced and very level-headed. However, when it comes to cards and when it comes to this market, it is something that I know is needed and I know is right. It is something that we all need to do and it's a mindset we all need to have is to give back. It might sound a little hokey, but you know what? In this market, in this industry, it is needed more than ever. Trust me. I know this. I can see it from a mile away. Um, I think and it's an opportunity for all of us to just be leaders, like be leaders, uh, lead the way. Uh, if we're all leading and we are all trying to provide an example of, how, and everyone leads in different ways, but if we're all leading and we have that mindset, like the hobby will be better and more cool stuff will happen. I can promise you that. I've been just loving the evolution of this show and the evolution of the where I'm talking to people and the interactions I've had. And and really, this is like how I'm breaking it down going into 2021. The Wednesday show, what you're listening to right now, it is like me in front of a mic just going, right? That's what I'm doing every Wednesday. And it's going to be more formatted towards operating, right? This is the things I'm learning in the hobby about operating. Here's the successes and failures I'm having. On Instagram, I'm going to be doing more IG lives. You all like that, and I'm getting really good feedback. I started this coffin card series where I'm talking to collectors about cards they have that they obviously will take to the coffin with them. Shout out Kevin to Captain. Shout out Chris, House of Jordans, both of which who have used those terms with me. And I love alliteration, so that one stuck. So I'll give them love and credit for um, that. But more of that stuff where I'm talking about cards on Instagrams. And Friday, you know what Friday is, always hobby hustle. Always going to be lining those conversations up. And I've got a pack. I've got a packed January already. It's it's filling up. It's full actually, but just some great conversations. I'm loving it, loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. And I just want to shout out two from the top. My my punter, the punter of my squad, the Indianapolis Colts, Rigoberto Sanchez. This guy, man, he found out he had a cancerous tumor, went out and punted anyway, got surgery. Two weeks later, he's back and he's going to be punt for the Colts this weekend. God, talk about mental strength, toughness. It just, that's inspiring to me. And I just, that, that really gets me excited about just, just the situation and how it could have been dire. And he's out there a few weeks later. So just wanted to shout out my boy, Rigoberto Sanchez. He's been a hell of a punter ever since he took over for McAfee. And I'm just so excited that, you know, he's, in a place where he can go out on the field and do his damn job. One of the things I've been talking a lot about is uh, reciprocity in the hobby. And undeniably, the book I always reference, and I'm going to continue to reference it because he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT for me and when it comes to marketing. And he's, it's, not, it's, it's human psychology. He's, he's the doctor, Dr. Robert Cialdini, and his book on influence. And I've learned so much from this book. But the one thing I picked up on more than ever is the the thought of reciprocity and I dropped this line is it, it reciprocity in the hobby shouldn't go unnoticed. A big component of building your personal brand is using your superpowers to add value and give back. Use the thank yous to remind your network that this is what partners do for each other's exchanges matter. And the reason why I think this is important because I think there's so many people in the hobby that are giving back on a regular basis. 
And it's so awesome to see. That's the mindset that I, I, I like to have. But the other thing to understand is that the, the, the viewpoint and the vantage point is that it's a give to get, right? So if there's something that you need, if you feel like you're giving, just make the simple ask because the person on the other side is more inclined to do that favor for you. And that's a mentality I think you should all have. I think an example is, you know, it's much easier to ask people that have been on my show or who I've engaged with in the hobby for, for me to go help for help on a card or help on finding something, or maybe I've got a favor to ask them. Like if, if I've given someone the platform and I've given them, had a hell of a conversation with them, then if I need something from them, like then the chances are my odds of that happening go up. And that's just simple reciprocity. I mean, Gary V talks about this stuff all the time. He wrote a book on it. Um, but, you know, it's just give, 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 ask, right? Um, you know, it's his jab, 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 right hook. And I think like that is just a really important for everyone to know that you got to just, you got to be mindful of when you need something, ask for it, especially if you've been given back. One thing that I want to call out um, specifically that consumed my week last week, and there was a preparation, and I will say it was a preparation that didn't necessarily go my way and that's okay. But there was some just epic Peyton. And I used, I know I hate the word epic and I can't believe I use it there, but this deserves it. There was Peyton Manning auctions that ended this week via PWCC. And it was just the, the creme a la creme. Like it was dopest of the dope. So many cool Manning cards. And I'm in a Peyton Manning group and we share so many thoughts and everyone was gunning for certain cards. I was gunning for a card, certain cards, saved up money and ended up losing, you know, and it happens. I, it happens. I lost by, uh, just, uh, I didn't, I should have bid a hundred dollars more. Let's just say on some cards, but that's okay. But I think just the preparation of knowing that these cards were out there and knowing that I needed to sell some stuff in order to get myself in a position to bid um, was a helpful process. And even when you lose, you have to look back on what you did to prepare for that, for that battle. And don't just flush those things down the toilet. Cause those are learning experiences that you'll never forget. And man, I'll tell you what Peyton Manning market, Jesus, just so many fun cards. So his playoff contenders, rookie ticket exchange. Now, let me explain this to you. So basically, if you got the contenders uh, rookie set and you sent it in, then they would stamp these cards. They would stamp these cards. And so they're obviously, that's an impo- hardly an impossible feat. So they, there was a rookie exchange with the stamp four of Peyton Manning. So there's, I, I think there's like eight total of these that exist. Um, that card sold for thirty eight thousand nine hundred and eighty eight bucks. I mean, just so rare. It's got his autograph. The nine point five Metal Universe PMG Manning in the Vols uniform, fifteen k. Um, the card that I was really gunning for, which shout out Jordan. Um, he's got a copy of. He's got a copy. I think of fifty. This was of hundred. 98 Bowman's best atomic refractor. It's like the cracked ice before cracked ice. It, I I did, just didn't bid enough and I, I should have been more, but that's okay. But anyways, going through that process was so much fun and exciting and um, there'll be more. And there's a rumor, rumor and innuendo um, for all you Bruce Pritchard fans out there. Rumor and innuendo suggests that this one, all these 
cards are coming from one Manning collector, and he's going to be rolling these puppies out throughout the year. Love it, and I'm going to be watching. You better believe. And I'm not going to be in a position to lose next time. I promise you that. Shout out to League Pass. Are you out there, and are you a League Pass subscriber? I hope you are. It's the, it's $200 well spent, I'm telling you. You get the opportunity to watch everything. And I am like, it's bad. <laughs> like, it's so bad that on Thursday night, I had watched um, uh, Seku play at 6 o'clock. And then I was watching the next game, it, which was at Luca, And it was like freaking 8.45. And I looked down at my phone. I get a text from a friend about Justin Herbert. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, there's an NFL game on right now, which... By the way, that game was badass. Like, sorry, uh, Raiders fans, that's a tough way to lose. But, man, Justin Herbert's really good. Marcus Mariota, it was nice to see him come back with a little shine. That was just a hell of a game, overtime game on Thursday Night Football. But I was so wrapped up in, like, scrimmage NBA basketball. I love NBA basketball, and so it's just so fun to get it back. But just word of the wise, recommendation, if you like the NBA, just, like, Give yourself a little Christmas present, 200 bucks. I'm plugging this because it matters and it gives you unlimited entertainment. And I'll tell you what right now, if these guys who are telling you to buy these cards and are, who are the NBA scouts of the hobby, if, if they don't have league pass, come on, give me a break. Like you're out here sharing your perspective on like players and their performance and trying to translate that with cards and you're not you know you're not even a league pass subscriber go take that to the store somewhere we don't need that we need real we need authentic we need people talking about these players who are dedicated to league pass who are grinding and watching these games because they're super passionate about it you already know i'm passionate about it so go get out there and get yourself a league pass subscription Sub- subscription. I'm not making any money off of this. I just think if you're in the NBA card market, a good way to amplify that experience is by watching the damn games every night. They're always on. There's tons of them. It's fun. Woo! All right. So I was thinking about prison football, and I have I've been less in the details in, on player prices, this and that. I've been so consumed by the Peyton Manning market, digging in on Seku cards, selling a lot of stuff that I just wanted to take a look back. And so I look back and I I, I, um, I want to say a few observations. I think number one, number one is all of the rookie quarterbacks' cards have fallen off from the original peak of when those cards came out and when they first sold. That's simple. Everyone should know that and everyone should understand that. Don't buy the rookie cards right when they drop. They're going to taper off a little bit. So right now, I'm going to just talk about four quarterbacks because you can throw Jalen Hurts in that combo now. Jalen Hurts, my favorite quarterback of the entire draft, not because he has the best arm or the best, you know, this and that, but I think he has the best intangibles. I love that he's given the shot in Philly. I think this kid has so much heart. I loved how he uh, adapted from the situation in Alabama. And I got to tell you, man, Jalen Hurts, Tua, like Tua took his job in college, but Jalen Hurts might turn out to be a better pro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But then when he what he did in Oklahoma, I just love this kid. He out of the draft, he's my favorite quarterback based on intangibles. I'm not saying he's the most talented. I'm saying based on intangibles. This guy's a freaking winner. But here we go on the prices. Justin Herbert, 135. These are raw. Joe Burrow, 83. Tua, 71. 
Jalen Hurts, 38 bucks. Okay, out of those guys, Herbert's not making the playoffs. Burrow's hurt. Tua, potentially. Tua's got New England, Las Vegas, and Buffalo left. So some tough games there. Um, and then Hurts, you know, Eagles might. It'd take a, a Hail Mary. I can't even keep up with the NFC East this anymore on just what has to happen, nor do I really care. But let's just look at these from the perspective of if you want to get involved with one of these guys, what you should you be looking at? And I don't think you should be looking about this year, right? I think probably Justin Herbert's going to win the rookie of the year and those might bump up his prices. So that could be a compelling event that you want to take note of if he's your guy. But I think you should be mindful of these qualities. I think First and foremost, with a bullet, if you want to get involved and want to attach yourself with one of these quarterbacks early, ask yourself the question, who do you like watching the most? That is the most important question, I personally think, because that's what I did when I jumped on the Kyler train. I like watching him the most. I want to spend, and that's the special freaking connection we have with sports cards, prospecting, and the games like sitting there and being able to watch and cheer for these guys. It's incredible. So make sure you're, you, you like watching these guys. Who has the best situation to thrive in? Who has the intangibles? Who have, who have provided moments that you believe? I think it's, those are just things you should be evaluating before you just aimlessly go out and start buying sports cards and trying to make profit off of them. Don't be silly about it. It is a beautiful thing to become a fan of a player through sports cards. It really is. I'm watching every Seku performance, every scrimmage, and God, he looks so much better than he did last year. I'm like, yes, I, I don't have to come on here and sound like an idiot every week. Like, I think he's progressing to what I think he can be. And then Kyler Murray, man, like Colts are having a hell of a year. I'm so happy to be a Colts fan right now. And But like, it's so much fun too to like share some interest in a player and watching these Cardinals games and cheering for Kyler because I'm involved and like watching them play. So make sure when you're paying for these guys and you're buying these guys, make sure you have your reasons for it. I want to shout out the Instagram account of the week to my man, Max at Putnam Cards. This is just a good dude. Him and I have interacted over the course of of the last few months. He's got a new podcast. I'm going to shout out because I listen to his latest podcast and his podcast is called basketball pod therapy or something like that. I'm sorry. I don't have it. I'm sorry. I don't have it uh, directly. Oh, here we go. I've got it. Basketball card therapy. I'm fumbling all over myself. Um, but he had the Warf sports cards on there on episode six. And I, someone recommended me this and I'm like, how do I not know about this? And when I was running uh, this week, I listened to the episode and had a good time. So he's just a good dude. He's got an awesome collection. So make sure you give Putnam cards a follow. One of the other topics I like to talk about and I think is important in the hobby is just negotiation in general. I think, you know, I have a personal experience with negotiation this week that I want to share with you and just making sure you're you're being mindful and thinking of these things. But I think it's the strength of the market. I think buyers and sellers who negotiate a deal uh, both have to give to get. This requires good communication, something I talk about all the time. Um, and I also say, be cautious of the buy it now button and unanswered messages. Don't waste your time if sellers don't want to be in the game. Being in the game is good communication. And if you get good communication, there is the opportunity to always negotiate. And I'll tell you an example. So a card, a big card that I've been wanting, just 
for quite some time. I put it on, I put it on my IG stories and I've given ask, told people I'll pay bounty fees for, for it if they find it. Um, but you know, this, this card popped up and I got a message about it. Um, shout out Rory for the message on it. And it, it came up and it was the Seku contenders cracked ice out of 23 card I've been wanting. This was a redemption. Card was extremely overpriced based on previous sale in a BGS 9.5 from eBay, his last eBay sales. Granted, I know there's hype where the card is going to be a certain point right now. And I understood that. So I saw the card and it had no offer, no make an offer. And I looked at the card and I said, ah, There's no way I'm paying this price. No way. So I slept on it. And then I just couldn't stop thinking about this card. I could not stop thinking about this card. And I just mentally had to say like, okay, you've got a price in mind of what you think this this seller would sell this for. Yes, it's expensive, but you really want this card. And it's not necessarily about what the market tells you the card is worth right now. It's about what you believe the card is going to be worth over time. And that's the mentality I have, especially being so deeply invested in Seiku. This was the card. Like, yes, like I know his NT card is the card and that's always the card or, you know, some, you know, low number parallel in prism, whatever. This is the card that I needed. I needed this card. It is the coolest card, in my opinion. I needed it. So after a day, I finally messaged the seller and I just was real with him. I just said, hey man, I'm a Seiku fan. I'm a collector. I ha- this is a card I really, really want. Here's the last comp I'm seeing. I understand that you know there, there's some hype built into this pricing, but you know this is what I'm willing to pay you. I'll pay you right now um, if you're willing to uh, agree to this. And about an hour later, I got a message back from the seller and said, I'm, he goes, I'm a Seiku fan too. I've got a, I've got a couple of his other cards. It was very non-generic real. And he just said, you know, totally get it. I think that's a reasonable price. I'm, I put makeup, make an offer on, turn it on and I'll leave it in your court. Couldn't have gone fast enough, made the offer deal closed. He sent it out, good communication, tracking everything instantly. And I think just that, of using the tool like a messenger message on eBay, I think is so underutilized and not a lot of people talk about it, but it can really get you the cards you want and it get them at a price that you really want. And it's just really important to negotiate. I, I just, I just, I think it's not a lot of people are talking about it. Um, hobby hustle this week. I got my brother back on excited about that. It's Christmas time. We're talking about sports cards. It's, it's a fun conversation. We talk about his evolution in the hobby. Got to drop an episode on Christmas, right? Get back to the community. All right. So I just wanted to say I'm having fun with this Instagram live stuff. Coffin cards. I want to shout out Drake's. Drake's underscore sports PC. Robert at the old price. Thank you for both coming on my show on Instagram last week, incredible cards shown, just incredible. So Drake showed his Peyton Manning exquisite nuts, want that card um, in the Vols uniform. It is just incredible. 
And he told the story behind it. And he also showed his PMG Hulk Hogan card in the story behind it. And Robert just hit us with the, the black uh, Mahomes and the, the national treasures Mahomes just in the stories behind that. That is something I'm going to continue to have. I love that show. I'm going to continue to do it just because I think it's fun to listen to people talk about their sports cards. All right. And the stories behind it. All right. So one of the things that I think has been getting in the way of a lot of fun activity for everyone in the hobby, and it seems like it's getting worse, are spammers. Boo. Boo. We don't like spammers or we don't like scammers. Um, we, they're just, that's not what we're about, right? We're about organic growth. We're about just enjoying our time, the hobby rip gods, shout out rip gods account for helping set the hobby straight a little bit. Um, but I was thinking about it and you know, the, the mindset is the barriers to engage others and collectors and meaningful conversations are lower than ever. One-to-one communication tools are free, available to all and help unite the hobby. Unsolicited messages, pushing breaks, memberships, or RAS corrupt this experience. So we should call them out. And this was inspired from my man Kyle at Wax Museum. And he also might have something to do with Rip Gods. I don't know yet, though. I'm still trying to figure it out. But, you know, he ran an experiment. And I want to make sure you go listen to his last episode um, at Wax Museum where you can hear more about this. But it was just about just the... People jumping into DMs and trying to shove their shit down our throats and how that's not the way we want to operate and that's not the way to communicate with people in the hobby. So I've been thinking a lot about that. And I think just like if people are doing that and pissing pissing us off, like call them out. And like some people were like saying, oh, I just I block them, this and that. Like I block them too, but like I, I want to prevent this from happening to everyone and just i just think that's that's noise in the hobby i'm i grew up and grew my career on a company that was went from high went from startup to high growth to going public to acquisition in a matter of 5 years and the company sold marketing software and a core value of the company was staying true to permissions and it it is that to me is like near and dear to my heart. Don't spam people. Stay true to permissions. God, like more than ever, like this is going to continue to happen. And we, we all just need to have a voice against this. I want to just shout out and I haven't had a chance to see it yet because I went to bed early last night and I woke up and saw that there's a new crazy cool looking show. It looks like it's very well, very professional and well produced, but I want to shout out sports cards and culture. Um, I'm gonna watch it today as I'm record after I record this with the card ladder team. They're Josh, Christina, Chris. It looks like a fun show about just what they're doing and news, cards, culture. I just it looks awesome. So I'm excited for it. So if you haven't seen that already on Instagram, which I'm sure you have by now, but just go check it out because I'm sure it's good stuff. And I'll talk about that more uh, next week. On the wrestling side, I got to give some love to NXT and the Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly match that I saw on NXT TV last week. Just beating each other down. That is a wrestling match. I love those types of wrestling matches. If you have some time, make sure you go check that out. Kenny Omega, man, Bullet Club stuff going up on Impact. I mean, what he's doing, territory. This is... 
the best story in wrestling right now. So I'm glued in and locked in. And TLC, WWE's got a pay-per-view that will um, air on Sunday. Uh, it'll already have happened, but I'm excited to check that out. And that's why during the holidays, I'm usually a fire hose for wrestling content. I try to do whatever I can to watch as much wrestling as possible because to me, that's what going on vacation is all about. I talked to earlier about Rob Varis and his piece of the pie mindset and how that's counter to the scarcity mindset that a lot of people have in the hobby. Well, that's because Rob has an, a, a mindset of abundance. And I think abundance is something I'm talking about a lot. I think some of us are chasing cards for our PC, but that doesn't mean we have to have a scarce mindset when we approach the hobby. Operating with an abundant mindset makes us more adaptable to change, collaborative and opportunistic with expansion. Think big. I think people that are winning are the ones that aren't threatened by others, but understand the card father mentality, bigger piece of the pie. You know, what's going to happen this next year? Tons of shit, tons of change is going to happen. More technology, more shitty people, more acquisitions, more cards, less retail, more breaks. Like all of these stuff are stuff is just going to continue to amplify after the insane year that this hobby has been through. So I think it's more important than ever that everybody operates from a perspective of abundance going into this year. Think about how to work with other people, other people that might be different from you in the hobby, and think about how you you can not only give back, but you can have a mindset that, you know what, if you don't win this Peyton Manning card in this auction, it's not the end of the world. And you're going to think about, yeah, you didn't win the card, but you know what, you're going to learn from uh, the process that you went through along the way. I think that's really, really important. Like I've been thinking a lot about next year, there's going to be a lot of stuff that emerges that we don't like. There's going to be stuff that emerges that we're, we say, gosh, like this is, where has this been all my life? And I think just being open, being abu- having abundant mindset and being adaptable is more important than ever. We are going to round it out here. And I got to say, we're going to do a little mail day because I've been having fun with those. And then I got a let it rip submission. So I'm going to let uh, that let it rip submission roll. And we're going to talk about building and close this baby out. All right, so let's jump into mail. So first uh, question comes from Incredible Basketball. What is your biggest fear? I wonder if that's biggest fear in the hobby or biggest fear in general. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say, have fun with this one and just say biggest fear in general. My biggest fear is like straight up just waking up and I'm inside of a coffin six feet underground. Like the undertaker just like put me under while I'm alive. That to me is like the most terrifying thing I can possibly wrap my head around. Some people talk about like jumping off of buildings and heights. And some people talk about like sinking and like can't, can't swim and like drowning. Like that's pretty scary. But to me, like being buried alive, like what would go on in your mind? And I don't want to drag down the conversation. It's actually kind of freaking me out right now as I'm thinking about it. Uh, but I guess thank you for incredible basketball cards for putting that thought into my head. My man, Nick, New England pieces uh, question. Has the internet become the card shop for most? Shopping prices and inventory is 24-7. It's a really good question. I think, I don't know if it has been most, I think this year, certainly, I think there will always be a place for the local card store. There will always be a place for the community. There will always be a place to 
get your hands on something instantly and go out. If you have an, an urge to go buy a, a hobby box or something, you go do that. I think this year for sure, it's been most just based on the circumstances. It'll be interesting to see how that evolves. I think, you know, Rob talked about just the sense of community that he builds in his shop and how they have beers and how it's like a sports bar. I think that for sure isn't going away, but I do think there's going to be an uptick just like across any other industry with online purchases. So good question, man. It's definitely something we should all be mindful of going into next year. Forever Young Cards. What's up? Will PSA subs be constant part of your hobby strategy even if things don't change much? Yes, they will. I actually am. I'm just trying to get, I've I've got a sub going right now. Uh, I've got several out there. I just like think that I am do for the my primary reason if I'm doing like bigger subs is just to get the cards back at some point so I can sell them and I can fund my um, collection. Um, if I if there are car, PC cards I'm just that I really want, I'm going to express those so I can get them back quicker. But I think I am confident that let's say PSA in general that that they will processes will be improved by changing of leadership. And we're already starting to see some of those improvements from from PSA, I think. Um, so, yes, I'm always going to be subbing. I think it gives – it's hard work. I like the work. I like the um, – I don't like doing the work for other people, as I've said, but I think going through the process of getting my hands on cards, cleaning them, submitting them, going through that, I think that makes you sharper. Um, so I think that is something I'll be doing and I'm going to be trying to do it more frequently than I did last year. Just so I'm trying to get like a sub back every month or every other month. I think that's good operating. All right. Jordan Northwoods card collector, biggest pet peeve when you walk up to dealers booth at a show. I have not been to a show this year, but I would imagine like, I, I don't like in any sales situation, right? I prefer to ask questions first. So anybody who's selling product, who's trying to position something before I even have a question, that's certainly a pet peeve. I'm sure a lot of you out there have tons and I'd love to hear them. If you do have pet peeves, um, definitely send them my way. I'd love to hear those. Um, The card card messiah underscore 19. What's up, mate? Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Nay. Not for me. I like pineapple, not on my pizza. Nath Vin, 20. Is it worth buying parallels of vets or relics or autos of lesser known guys with a ten to three hundred dollar or a hundred to three hundred dollar budget range? I think there's a lot of worth in buying rare parallels of proven vets no matter the year, right? So that's what I'm doing with Peyton Manning right now. I'm buying parallels of his cards in every year he's ever played. It makes sense. Like Topps Chrome Refractors, that makes sense to me. So I think that's what I would steer you on. Obviously, like, first of all, it's like buy what you want, buy what you like and what makes you happy. But I think to me, there's a lot of opportunity with proven guys with parallels, regardless of their rookie year or not. My man Shea Wade Vlogs is showing up here with the last question in the mailbag before we let it rip. Are you enjoying consolidation process harder or easier? I am enjoying it. I I love selling. So I think the hardest part is 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 having the uh, coming from an abundant mindset and saying to yourself like 
yes, I'm getting rid of some of these cards that I might like. However, it's helping contribute to a bigger card that I'm going to like even more. So I am enjoying it. I think it keeps you sharp and it keeps you uh, motivated and focused on like moving up the ladder. And I don't think like if you you can't really move up the ladder, like if you don't have a limitless budget without doing some of consolidation process. So I am enjoying it. I think it's getting easier as I go. Um, but it's just putting putting some perspective out there and just coming from an abundant mindset while you're doing it. All right. So let it rip. I know it's busy. Didn't get a ton of submissions. That's okay. Let it rip when we can. If someone's got something to say and wants to shout it out, we're going to do that. We got a let it rip submission this week from 412 underscored sports cards. Robert, on Instagram, go check out his page. But without further ado, let it rip. Hey guys, it's 412 Sports Cards on YouTube and IG here for this let it rip submission of mine. I just wanted to talk about expressing gratitude in the hobby. It's been a landmark year for all of us in cards. No matter where you've had your money in the card market, you've done well. You've made a killing. And I just, I just would like to see, as the, especially as we come into the year end, some people do it. I feel like not enough people are doing it. Taking a break from flexing all the big cards that they've come into and just taking a moment to be grateful, to be grateful for the cards that you've been able to get this year, for the money you've been able to make this year, and just sharing that and putting those positive vibes out on IG. I think that making it's about making what you've done in cards this year about more than just stacking slabs and leveling up in the hobby. You should be able and should be putting some of the money you've been making from this year to give back. That can be giving back to your family. That can be selling a couple of cards to get some money in your pocket to make memories with family and friends. Stuff that helps what you've accomplished in cards transcend a stack of cardboard cards and make real, help you make real memories in your life. And the other is maybe taking some money and donating it to charity, taking some of the fortune that you've been given and help support others who haven't been as fortunate as you. Anyways, I just really would like to see more gratitude out there in the hobby community and more people talking about it. I love that. And the timing on his perspective couldn't be better um, with Christmas and charity and giving back. I think that's a, a really good mindset to have. And I think it's really important to not only think about yourself, but think about other people, especially in and out of the hobby. That is uh, a, a good perspective. So thank you so much, 412 Sports Cards, Robert, for sending that over. So I want to close here with a, a tweet I sent out that got a lot of reaction this week. And I posted this like I always do every day on Instagram. And I said, good things in this market take work and happen over a period of time. Don't be a wrecker that's here today and gone tomorrow. Be a builder. Build process, build relationships, build bankroll, build collections, build consistency, build trust. I am a builder at heart. I think that is my mentality when I go into my professional work, work at home, family life, uh, sports cards, collection, you name it. Like I like to build. I like to start from square one, the company that I'm about to join. It's me and two other people right now, and we're going to build this thing out, and I'm excited about it. But I think having that building mindset is a good one to have in the hobby and knowing that stuff just doesn't come quick. It really takes time. It takes energy. It takes passion. It takes a lot of those things. Like this show is a perfect example. It's constant build. It was nothing in, in March timeframe. Now it's something very special to me and hopefully special to others. 
So I think just be a builder, like be a builder above all else. The more you build, the better it's going to get and the more you'll get back. Hopefully you all have a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy the downtime. Thank you so much for spending some time with me on this holiday week. Make sure you take care of yourself, take care of others around you, and I will talk to you again real soon.